Hey, what's up, Rock family? Good to see everybody. Welcome. My name is Travis. I'm uh, one of the campus pastors. As a matter of fact, I'm the campus pastor for our San Isidro campus. What's up, San Isidro? Yeah. I'm going to give them a moment because they're losing their minds right now. They're just falling out of their chairs and everything, giving them some love. But, but hey, I want to shout out all of our other locations, uh, Pastor Micah and our City Heights team, East County, Pastor Gregor out there, San Marcos, Pastor Jason, Microsite, Pastor Esley, online community, we love you guys. Hey, let's welcome all of our teams, all of our campuses. Let's give them a hand, amen. Man, we got, we, we got an awesome family, a big church. I'm so excited to be with you today. Pastor Miles, as you know, man, what, a, what a gifted communicator he is. And God is using him all across the world and across our country. And these past few days, he was traveling. He was in Boston. Then he was in Tulsa. Just yesterday, flew in last night. He's exhausted, and so we're honored to let him rest and spend time with, with his wife. And that's what he's doing today. And so I get to bring the word, and I'm, I'm excited to do that. But he wanted to make sure that you knew, as I was speaking with him on the phone last night, he said, tell him I love him. And tell, tell my church I love them. I think it's so cool. we got a pastor that tells us he loves us. Come on, that's awesome, right? Yeah. Well, he loves you guys and he wants to invite you to come back next week. Don't miss next week. We have, uh, we're continuing in our series, the Dialed In series and talking about the Holy Spirit. You're not going to want to miss it. In fact, bring somebody with you next week. Mark it in your calendar. Come back. We're pressing in the Dialed In series and I know that you will, will enjoy it. And you saw in that video as he was reminding us, keep praying, keep going, keep pressing in. And then in March at 6 a.m., everybody say 6 a.m.? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's early. It's early for our young people to think, at 6 a.m., I don't know, is Jesus up at 6 a.m.? He's up, man. He's up. And we just challenge you to get up and pray with us. Take the Dialed In Prayer Series Challenge, and we're going to pray every single day. And I know that you will see breakthrough. We're already seeing breakthrough happen through this Dialed In Series. We're seeing revelation and wisdom, and God is doing incredible things. So come and join us with that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for us actually right now, uh, but I want to ask for your, your attention with me and ask that you would pray, pray with me. Something happens this, this week that I think just, just needs our, our, our care and our prayers. There was a, a devastating, tragic shooting in Parkland, Florida, where 17 individuals lost their lives in, in this horrific shooting. There was a, a football coach, an athletic director, and 15 young high school students, and our heart breaks for them. And so we're going to pray for them because that's the heart of our, our God. He's mourning for them right now. He's, 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 he's weeping. He's, he's mourning for their loss. And it's in this time where we go, Lord, this doesn't make sense. And, and God's word speaks to that. And it says, don't, don't lean on your own understanding. Just acknowledge me and trust me that I'll make your way straight. And so we're going we're gonna to trust God. And we're going we're gonna to pray and pray that God's peace that surpasses understanding would be with those families. Amen. Let's pray together. Why don't you bow your heads. Uh, Lord Jesus, we love you. And we, we, we're grateful that we can come um, to you. We can dial straight into you, Father, and know that your heart is breaking and that you're mourning for the loss of those young people and the, 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 the parents that are wrestling with the situation in the school and the students who are trying to figure out what to do in these next few weeks, moments, months. We just ask that you would send your peace and you'd comfort them and you'd bless them. And we pray that together in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. 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 Um, I feel like I know many of you, but I don't know all of you. And so I think the polite thing to do is just kind of introduce myself a little bit more. And so I brought a family photo uh, with me. Y'all want to see the family photo I brought? Uh, let's throw it up there so you can see my, my wife and my kids. Uh, there, yeah, there you go, right? It's not the glamour shot that you thought I was going to put up there. It's just kind of, that's the real deal right there. That was like two weeks ago. Just, just trying to get everybody's attention and people snapping, trying to get my kids' attention and no one's looking and my daughter's falling out. That's every photo looks like this. 
Her, name, her name's Anaya, she's two years old, and, and that's my son Levi, who's just looking off in the distance, just not focused, and uh, um, he's six months old. We just had his six months checkup, and the doctor said, good news, he's growing. Not tall, but wide. <laughs> you know what? He's growing. That's a good thing. He's healthy. And, and I, I'm super blessed. That's my wife, Vanessa. We've been married. We will be married six years this June. Six years, y'all. Man, that's good. Thank you. And it's just single people. Man, I'm praying for you. I can't wait to get married. It's so, so good. I was single once and now I'm married. I'm just saying, praying for you. Can't wait for you to get married. Um, but if some of your parents will appreciate this, when uh, my wife and I first got, got married, we said, man, I can't wait to have a family. But it doesn't always happen right away. And we thought, well, what's the, what's the best thing we can do? Let's get a dog. Let's get a pet. And so we did. And, and like many of you, you get the pet and right away, you know, oh, Spartacus, you're so cute or whatever, you know, princess. I don't know what kind of dog you have. It's just a Pomeranian, Bichon mix. I don't know. I'm just, you know, whatever you have. But then you dress her up and it's just weird, right? And you put clothes on them and you go to that place in the mall, picture people. Are you with me on that one, right? And you take photos of them and we totally have one of those Christmas photos. It's, I'm embarrassed to say it, but we do. And then you have kids. Right? And then you're like, did anybody, anybody feed Biscuit? Anybody, <laughs> anybody feed the dog? Right? And, 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 but we still love our dog. But I brought a photo. I wanted you to see our dog. Here he is right here. Yep. There he is. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Isn't he cute? Man. Yeah. All the, all the dog people. How could you? Right? <laughs> no. He's not for sale. No. He's free. And so if you want him, you can <laughs> Facebook me. We'll work it out. I'm telling you, man. His name's Tyson. And uh, he also bites people. So, you know, <laughs> this is a little bit about me. So now you know more about me and my family and my crew. Um, uh, and so I, I appreciate you taking the time to get to know me. And hopefully we get to know you a little bit more as I will be here more often from time to time and supporting our pastor and supporting our team. But we're, we're going to jump into our, our series, Dialed In. Everybody say Dialed In. Dialed in. Matter of fact, turn to your neighbor and tell him we're about to get dialed up. <laughs> we're about to get dialed up. That's it, man. We're about to get dialed up. I want you, if you have your notes, to whip out that note sheet, and I'm just going to go right into it. If you have that with you, pull out your note sheet. And Pastor Miles has been unpacking this series, and man, has it been good. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. And, and I love his illustration of the, the old radio. And I just kind of upgraded a little freshness for us, you know, just a little bit, just more my speed maybe. Not, not, not quite the millennial status, but kind of early 1990s. But the whole concept is that we can tap into conversations that's already happening. And I love that Pastor Miles took us through this and he's been unpacking it. That there's a conversation already happening and that we can literally tune into it. God's having a conversation about you and me already and we can just say, Lord, I want to be in agreement with that conversation. And so if you're looking at your notes, item number one says, dialed in prayer is joining the conversation that's already taking place in the spiritual world. Jesus is already praying for you. Jesus is praying for me. He's going to the Father on your behalf. If you get one thing today, know that Jesus hears your prayers. He takes them to the Father and he's interceding and pleading on your behalf. That's good news, everybody. There's a conversation that's already going on. And then we want to join that conversation. So how do we do it? We join the conversation in heaven by declaring, by listening, and by asking. Now get this, in accordance with the conversation and progress. So we can't just declare whatever truth we want. We can't, we can't just make up our own truth. We got to declare the truth that's already in progress, in agreement with the conversation that Jesus is having with the Father. 
We get to listen. We don't want to just listen to anybody. We want to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And, and later in our time together, we're going to get a few moments to do that, to declare and then listen. And then lastly, we want to ask. And I love that we have a father that says, come to me. Ask, seek, knock, and the door shall be open. And so we get to ask and come into agreement. Dial into the conversation that's already happening. It's going on. Prayer is always going on. Prayer is always happening. In fact, this church is founded and rooted in prayer. I, I teach one of our life classes. And life class, if you don't know, or maybe you're new or you're visiting and you're one of our campuses and thinking, what's life class? It's part of our grow experience. We want you to grow. Jesus loves you right where you are, but he loves you too much to keep you there. He wants to grow you and stretch you. Life class is one of the ways that we help you do that. And so I teach life class L. It's every Sunday. All of our campuses at 2 o'clock. You can just jump in. And I tell this story every, every time I teach life class. It's a story about Pastor Miles praying for this location that I'm standing in here in, in Liberty Station in Point Loma. This building uh, wasn't always a church. And so before it was a church, Pastor Miles would come and he got access, he got permission to come in to the building, but, but it didn't look like this. And it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a beautiful experience, but he would go to the very top of this building and he found a chair. And the chair was busted and it was broken and it probably had some little bird boo-boos on it. You know, just not, nothing good. It's just been sitting up on top. But he took the chair and he would sit on it and he would pray. And he would pray for you and he would pray for me. He would pray for this church, pray for this building, pray for all the things that God was going to do. And then fast forward many years and then here we are. Multiple locations, ministry across the world, millions, literally millions, get that, of lives being changed for the gospel all through uh, our pastor's prayers. And just know this, it didn't happen because of the magical chair. And it didn't happen because our pastor is amazing, and he is, but it happened because that's what God does. And this is a God thing that we're experiencing. We're a part of something that only God can do. Amen. Amen. Here's a, here's a cool fact. If you ever get a chance to, to go outside the lobby of our Point Loma campus, that chair is sitting in the lobby behind a glass window with the story of Pastor Miles and his prayers to the Lord. But we're, we're a part of something that's incredible, family. It, it, it's awesome that we get to, to, to pray these prayers and dial in. And so I want you to imagine with me, imagine if Rock Church, if we believed and we lived our lives, that we could actually tap into the power of God and that through our prayers today, your circumstances could be changed forever. What if we walked around believing that? That would be incredible. And this is exactly where God wants us to be. He wants us to focus and just focus and pray for today. Don't make it complicated. Don't make it, uh, 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 don't make it burdensome. Focus on today. And, and how do we do that well? Here's how we do it well. We, we pray first. We don't get so caught up because sometimes we can. We, we can go on and live life and go, oops, I forgot to pray. Or, or, or we don't even focus on today because I'm so stuck on yesterday. And thank you, Lord, for forgiving me, but I haven't forgiven myself. I'm still stuck on yesterday. And so we want to be good at focusing on today, and it starts by praying first. It's sort of a, a spiritual, a spiritual uh, rally cry that I have for us today. It's pretty simple. We're just saying that before I do anything, St. Marcos, before you do anything, East County, City Heights, San Ysidro Online, Microsites, before we do anything, Point Loma, we're going to be people who pray first. And here's what that looks like real practically. Before I send that email, I'm going to pray first. Before I pick up the phone and make that phone call, because, man, I can't wait to give it to them, I'm going to pray first. Or how about my social media, social media people, uh, my millennials, and, and I found out that I'm actually one of them. I don't know how that happened, by the way, but that is. Man, I'm going to be 34. I, I fit in. I'm like, sweet. Are my jeans tight enough? Did I make it? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But before you send that tweet or before you repost that Facebook post or, 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 or do that one like or that picture on Instagram, I'm going to pray first. 
That's all we're saying. That's kind of the spiritual rally cry. That's how we get this thing or do, do it right. And here's what 1 Thessalonians says, chapter 5, verse 17. This isn't in your notes, so maybe just write it down. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, Rejoice always, pray continually. Rejoice always and pray continually. That doesn't mean all you do is sit in your room and pray. That's not what we're talking about. But it does mean that you will cover all of life in prayer. You're going to cover everything you do in prayer. We're going to focus on today and I'm going to pray first. I'm not going to wait and then go back. I'm not going to get stuck in what's past me. I'm going to focus on today. I'm going to pray first. And after all, the most basic explanation of prayer is real simple. It's just communication with God. Any good relationship needs good communication. Any married people in here? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know that. You know this truth. My, my wife and I, we have, a, we have a good relationship. We have a great relationship, I, I would say. And, and we communicate. But if we didn't communicate, maybe, what if we just said hello once a week? We wouldn't have a relationship. She'd be my roommate. And I say this in love, and I'll, I'll argue this very, uh, very uh, humbly. If you do not communicate with God often, you may not have a relationship. You may have religion. If you're not doing this Often, if you're not dialing in, if you're not tapping in, if you're not declaring and listening and asking on a regular basis, you may not even have that relationship that we always talk about that Jesus wants for you. You may just have religion, just going through the motions. It feels empty. We don't want you to wait any longer. We want you to jump in. I want you to jump in the conversation with Jesus and, and, and write this down. Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. Prayer's got to be the first response, not our last resort. And so we're going to be people who pray first. And we're going to start with today. And that's where we're, really, where we're going to sink in the rest of our time is focusing on today. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this in your fill-ins. Focus your prayers on today. That's number three in your fill-ins. Focus your prayers on today's troubles, not tomorrow's. Focus your prayers on today. Today's troubles, not, not tomorrow's. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. There's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. We'll also put it up on the screen so you can read it with me. If you got it, say got it. You got it, good. Here it is. It says, therefore do not worry, saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We read in this passage, it's a, it's a, it's a great explanation about today and worrying about tomorrow, and God's word is so clear. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what's coming. Sufficient for the day uh, is its own things. I'm going to provide for you. I'll give you, you don't have to worry and ask, what, what am I going to have? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? I'm going to give you all that you need. Sufficient for the day, I'm going to offer you. you know, this, uh, this past week, my, we had a home inspector come into our house. My wife and I are in the process of selling our house. And so the inspector comes in and they, they kind of, it makes you feel a little bit insecure, right? a little uncomfortable. Like, what are they going to find? You know, there's like closets I haven't looked in in three years. And so they go in, they're unpacking things and they went and found, um, they call it an active leak. It sounds real scary the way they say it, man. Why couldn't you just call it a leak? An active leak is what they told me. Like, man, what does that mean? Is it is non-active better or active? And so we get the plumber and he comes in and he went underneath the sink. And if you're like me, 
you got, you know, soaps you haven't seen in four years. And they pull the, 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 the Windex out and the Clorox and all these things. And sure enough, there it was. There was a leak. There was a hole in, in the old pipe. And we got an old house and there's old stuff in it. And, and there's a hole straight through it. And so the plumber, he starts saying stuff that I won't repeat. He opened it up and said, oh, and then, you know, I'm not going to repeat it. But it scared me, I'll tell you that much, right? And he goes, this is going to cost this much. I go, oh, man, really? And okay, well, let's start to, start to, fix, start to fix it. And he's, he tried to fix it and the pipe didn't move. In fact, that one didn't want to move and the one below it didn't want to move. And so he said, well, maybe we're going to have to get something and cut, cut out the cabinets. And then my wife told me that I ended up making up the story in my mind that was way, severe, way more severe or worse than it actually was. Because in my mind, we're doing a whole kitchen remodel. That's just what happened right there. I was like, the cabinets are coming out. Uh, the, the, the countertops leave in. There's no sink. It's going to be a flood. There's going to be a Lake Gibson in my household. That's just what happened in my house, in my mind. Fast forward, it turns out it wasn't that bad and it was a quick fix and they did it in a couple of hours. And, and, and so that happens though sometimes in our, in our prayer life. We can get so far ahead in thinking about what could be or what may not even be. And the temptation is when we do that, we can miss out on the very thing that God wants to do in your life today. We can miss out on that very conversation, that intimate whisper. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you right there in that moment today. We don't want to go too fast, too, too, too forward or too fast. We want to focus our prayers today and not on tomorrow. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 16. That's the second book in your Bible. Genesis, Exodus. Exodus chapter 16, verse 4. And I'll give you a little, little context to, to where the story is going. Moses had just led God's people out of the hands of Pharaoh. And he leads them and they're in the wilderness and they're marching around and they have needs. They're starting to get cranky. Where's our water? Where's our food? Where's our shelter? And so uh, God comes to Moses and says, don't worry, I'm going to provide for you. And this is how it reads in Exodus 16, verse 4. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Let's just stop right there, okay. I want you to, I don't know if you like bread. I'm a bread lover, right. When the fast ended, I was like, Krispy Kreme, holla at your boy. Like, like. Let's go in on some carbs. I'm gluten plus. I don't know what, how you feel about that. But I'm like, can you imagine what heavenly bread feels like or tastes like? That's some magic bread. It's got sprinkles on it and it comes down and just there's like sounds of, of you know, music coming when the bread falls to the ground. And, and scripture says it was all over the place. And they could take a, a, a certain amount for the day. And we're going to read about that. Here's what it says. This heavenly bread comes forward. Behold, I'll rain down bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather, look at this, a certain quota every day. God gave them a certain amount that they can have every day. And, and, and we know by reading historically and, and looking at what's come but before this that it's probably more than they needed, more than enough. But God says, I want them to get just a certain amount that I specify, that I may test them, whether they'll walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in. The sixth day was known as preparation day because the seventh day is what? It was rest day, of Sabbath, and so they didn't want to work, they didn't want to, want to do anything. And, and so the sixth day, God did something so special. On the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be how much? Twice as much as they gather daily. So God offered provision. God offered care. Even on the day that they knew would be a day of rest, God says, don't worry. Every day I'll take care of you. And then on the sixth day, I'm going to take care of you twice. So on the Sabbath, you can rest and have all that you need. See, the temptation is to say, Lord, I know that you're going to provide for me, but what about tomorrow? 
Or the temptation to say, Lord, I know yesterday you came through, but today and tomorrow and the next day, I, I'm a little bit nervous about it. And I don't know exactly if you're always going to do what, you, what you've done before. But God says, no, no, no. I want you to trust me and I'll provide for you and I'll come through for you. And go down to verse 16, Exodus 16, verse 16. It says, this is the thing which the Lord commanded. Earlier, he just told his people. Now he's commanding it. Verse 16, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. One omer for each person. An omer is, is about two quarts. And so there was a specific amount. And God says, I want you to gather what every person needs. Let every man gather it according to their needs. One omer, roughly, for each person. Now, according to the number of persons, let every man take for those who are in his tent. Now, this is something, something new. That God's commanding his people. I want you to depend on me. Depend on me for your daily needs. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to take care of you. But then I also want you to remember the people who are in your tent. And so what does this mean? Well, a tent is kind of a, an example or, or significant because it, it, it represented safety and care. And these tents were made out of this really special wool that when it rained, the wool would expand and make them, make them waterproof. In the summer, they would go back and they would dry out and allow a breeze to come through. Usually it'd be black and so it created a shadow in the midst of the deserts. And so a tent was, it was a safe place. It was a place of care. And God says, take what you need, each person. But then I also want you, want you to, to count the people in your tent. Who's in your tent? Because if you focus on what I give you today, you'll have plenty of time to care for the people who are around you. You have plenty of time to focus on the people who are around you. And so this is number four in your notes. If you're following along, I want you to fill this in. Join the conversation on behalf of those in your tent. Our church, I want you to... Dial in on behalf of those who are in your life. When you go to the Father and know that he provides for you, I want you to remember the people who are in your circle. Remember the people who God has brought near you. I brought this, uh, th this tent with me, and I did not set this up. I'll be real honest. I don't think I could have done it. Um, I'm more of a glamper. <laughs> Anybody know what that means? Glamping, right? This is camping. I would prefer glamping. Uh, camping, you, you go and you're probably sitting on the floor and you got this tent, it's real cold, you're probably cooking over, over a fire that you made yourself and with two sticks and rubbing together. Glamping is like, hey, is there an RV by, close by? And you know, perhaps there's a nice restaurant close to the campsite that we can visit. Is there an outback near? <laughs> it's like, that's glamping. So I would lean towards that, but I'm cool if we do camping too. This is a one person uh, tent. And I borrowed this from Pastor Michael, who's in our San Ysidro campus, and he's kind of like a Bear Grylls character. I don't know if you know Bear Grylls, but he runs nine miles every day for no reason. It just thinks it's cool, right? And so I borrowed this tent from him, but I think this is just a great example of what our prayer lives look like. It's just a one-man deal. It's a one-man show. There's no room for other people. It's just you. It's all about you. In fact, you can get so worked up in our prayer lives and stressed out about what's happened in the past and what may or may not happen in the future and so overwhelmed, now there's no more room for anybody else in this tent. But that's not what we see in Scripture and that's not what God commanded his people. He said, take what you need, each person, and then remember the people who are in your tent. Remember those who I've put in your life. And so the question that we have today at Rock Church is who's in your tent? Who's in your tent? Who are you going to the Father to? And dialing in and, and declaring and listening for and asking on behalf of. Who are the people in your tent? Look at your notes. We wrote down a list of people that we think that you should consider. In your notes there, we wrote down some categories of family and friends, coworkers, enemies, neighbors. And, and, 
And the list can go on and on and on, right? Family sometimes isn't even as easy as we'd like to make it seem, but family sometimes is tough to pray for. Maybe for, for some it's easier, but not for all. What about friends? Friends should be a little easier, right? We, we get to choose our friends, but sometimes we feel like, man, they stabbed me in the back. We got, I still want you to pray for your friends. How about number three, coworkers? This is where things get a little bit more difficult because you can go to work and, and maybe you're at a job that you don't like, but God's blessed you with it and he's called you to it. You're thinking, man, this is tough. I don't know if I want to pray for her. I heard a lot of giggles in Point Loma. I don't know what happened there, but I said her, and I heard like a, like a three snaps in a complete circle. He said, I don't want to pray for him. You're not going to believe what he said about his wife. But God's called us to pray for them. How about this next one? How about your enemies? Woo! We don't do that good at all. You know who gets this? My daughter. My daughter Naya is two years old. We watch this show on the Disney Channel and she thinks every show is, is Mickey Mouse. But we watch one show in particular and if you don't have kids, eventually you'll probably see this show. It's called PJ Masks. You know, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Right? And it's this group of characters, Gecko, Catboy, and Owlet. Come on, somebody. Owlet over here in Point Loma. Yeah, that's my daughter's favorite because Owlette can fly and she's awesome. But there's also villains in PJ Masks and the villains come out at, at night and they mess things up. And so the kind of the song goes right into the night. They save the day. I don't watch it a lot. I'm just saying I know a little bit about it. I know a little bit about it. That's it. And so the characters come out and, and they come against the enemies. One of the, the villains in PJ Masks, his name is Romeo. Romeo's got some good hair, y'all. I'm just saying. They're like, it's tough to not like Romeo because he's got good hair, better, you know, I always wanted straight hair, straight, look nice, spiky, real millennial-like. Romeo uh, tries to foil the plans by using his mobile laboratory. He does science projects and, and different inventions. He's got a shrinking zap laser, but the PJ Masks come in the night and save the day and they always end up beating Romeo. And sometimes the little zapper gets broken or his machine breaks down and Romeo walks away super sad. And I'm over here like, that's right, that's right, Romeo. Better walk away, better walk away. Come on, somebody, walk away. And my daughter's sitting here like, oh, Romeo. I'm sad for Romeo. My daughter's too, but she, she sees something different. I'm over here trying to give her a high five like, we did it, girl, we did it. And she's looking like, dad, Romeo's sad. And he's the enemy, he's the villain. And even at two years old, she has something that God desires for us. As followers of Jesus, that we would just go, and my heart breaks for my enemies. My heart breaks for those who try to come against me. My heart breaks for those people who try to put, put, put darkness over a bright situation. And God has called us and said, you know what, I've put those people in your tent. I've put them within your reach and I've called you to come to me and dial in. Believe that you can declare truth over their life and you can listen for what I want you to do about them and you, and you can ask for things on their behalf. That's what I've called you to do. And it's not always easy and I get that it's hard. And so we want to help you with that today. We want to help you with some of these prayers. And so we brought uh, some with us. We want to make some declarations today. And so they're, they're in your, your notes, but we're going to put them on the screen. And, and Pastor Miles isn't here, but, but don't make me call him because we better get excited about these declarations, y'all. You guys ready? You ready? Yeah, I know Santa Cruz is excited. City Heights is excited. I know you got, they're losing their minds right now about these declarations. So let's put these up. We're going to take a deep breath in. Let's put them on the screen. One, two, three. God, I know that you love them. You have a plan for their life. Jesus died for them. The devil is criticizing them. The Holy Spirit and Jesus are praying for them. God, I know that you're stirring their heart. I know that you want me to join you in your efforts to draw them close to you. And here's the next ones. Listening. It says, speak to me, Lord. Let's read this together. One, two, three. 
Speak to me, Lord. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Now let me ask you this question. I want you to take 20 seconds. Maybe just take 10 seconds right now. You probably already have the name of somebody that God's speaking to you about. You probably already have someone who God's put in your tent and he's saying, I want you to do something about this person. Why don't you just take 10 seconds right now. We'll just, we'll just leave it quiet. All of our cameras, just take a moment. Just think about something. God, reveal someone to me. I believe that God is revealing somebody and, and, and certain people and situations to you already. And, and now here's what we want to do. We want to go to the Lord right now and ask him to bless them. And so we're going to put the ask up on the screen and we're going to read it together. One, two, three. Provision for today's needs. Give me an unselfish heart for their well-being. Give me an unselfish heart focused on serving them. Give me a passion to esteem them better than myself. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's celebrate that prayer, amen, that declaration. Awesome, campus, is awesome. You see, we, get, we gotta get comfortable with prayer. We gotta get comfortable with, with, with declaring and releasing God's truth because what we pray about reveals what we believe about God. What we pray about, it just reveals what we believe about God. And sometimes we believe God is big and so we pray big prayers. And some of us, we, we feel like God is small and so we pray small prayers. Or maybe you don't even believe that God is at, is at work at all. And so maybe the most important question today, and we're going to end with this thought, maybe the most important question today is what you actually believe about God. And so I want to end with this last piece of scripture and then a story about my dad. But first I want to put up Hebrews chapter 4. And I love this passage in Hebrews because it talks about our Savior Jesus, who's our God. And it reveals to us what we should think about him and how we relate to him. And then also how we should come to him knowing who he is. And this is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. And this is what it reads. For we do not have a high priest, speaking of Jesus, who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace boldly with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So here's how we see Jesus. Here's how we see God. He's one that understands what it is to suffer. He identifies with our pain. He knows what it is to, 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 to feel weak. He knows what it is to be tempted. He understands persecution and pain. He understands and, and, and is broken hearted over what happened in Parkland, Florida. That's a God and a Savior that I can trust. That's a Savior that you and I can come to. And then how do we come to him? Well, the word says we come to him boldly and with confidence. Not timid, not unsure, but knowing who he is, believing in who he is. We can come to him boldly and with confidence. I grew up coming to work with my dad a lot. My dad and my mom just recently moved to San Diego, and I'm excited because I need more babysitters. Um, <laughs> I love them a lot. They're, they're awesome. But I grew up really admiring my dad. And my dad was in business and he was a, a sales manager and then became a vice president of a, of a real estate title company. And so he wore a title vice president, kind of like a big deal. At least in my eyes, he was. And we would walk into work and I would come in after school sometimes, eight, nine years old. And I would see my dad and the respect that he got and, 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 and who he was and the admiration that people had. And so I walked in kind of with swagger, <laughs> kind of just feeling good about me because of who my dad was. 
And so I'd walk in just kind of, what's happening? You, you know, like a song, you the man, you the man. was playing in my mind and I'm pointing at people, right? Just going like this, checking out the ladies. They're like 40-year-old ladies, just, hey, hey, girl, you know, just kind of feeling good about me, you know, just confident. I would go in the break room and take everybody's food and kick up and watch the cartoons. I was so confident. And I would walk in with boldness. You know why? Because of who my father was. And you know who does the same thing? My daughter does the same thing. She comes to our, our campus, she watches the rock kids and she's kicking toys down. And I'm like, girl, no, 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 no. The wrong type of confidence. But it messes me up thinking about it because she comes in with confidence and she feels safe at our church. She's two. She knows she can talk to them and people will pick her up. And she comes filled with joy and, and boldly with confidence, not fearful, because she knows who her father is. And maybe that's not your story. Maybe you didn't have a father, but this is the perfect time to tell you that you have a heavenly father that loves you so much. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And I'd ask that all of our campuses, you just hang out with me just for a few moments. Because this is probably the most important part of the message. Where we give anybody and everybody an opportunity to meet their father. And to come and dial in and, and begin today with their first prayer maybe. And say, Jesus, I believe in who you are. I trust you. I want to start fresh. I want, I want the old to go and the new to come. Or maybe it's time for you to pray today, about today, and begin a new journey with the Lord. Because you've been waiting too long and today it starts. You're about to get dialed in with Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit and pray in the name that is above all their names. And so in a minute where I'm going to pray a prayer, we'll give you an opportunity to respond. And if you feel compelled, we're going to invite you to do that across all of our campuses. So I'm going to invite you to just bow your heads and close your eyes and pray with me. If your desire today is to say, Lord, I want to hit the refresh button. I want, to, I want a new beginning. Your word says that your mercy is new every morning. I need that mercy today. If you're sitting in your chair at one of our locations, you're watching online, you're thinking, I just want to go deeper. I got to go deeper. I don't want to wait to pray. I want to pray about today. There's so much going on. Lord, help me to focus now on you today in this moment. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. And if you need to pray either one of those prayers, I'm just going to pray with you right now. And you can say it in the quiet of your heart. Just pray, dear God, I love you. I trust you. I believe in your son Jesus and who he says he is. Jesus, come into my life. Fill my heart. Cover my sins with your blood. Father, when you see me, would you see Jesus? Holy Spirit, fill me up. Give me a new mind, a new heart, new wisdom, new vision, new clarity, new focus, a new passion, and a new purpose. Give me all that you would offer, Jesus. Lord, give it all to me. I'm asking for all of it right now. And so as everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed, in a minute I'm going to count to three. And on three, we're going to invite you to stand. And you can stand. If you have someone with you, you can grab their hand and they'll stand boldly. And all we're saying is, Lord, I'm moving away from my current circumstances and declaring that my condition is not my position. Because your word says I can come boldly to you. And I can dial straight into the Father because of who you are. And I can declare truth and I can listen to your voice and I can ask you for whatever it is I need to ask for. We're going to count to three and we're going to ask you to respond. And I pray there would be a great response all across our locations. And campus pastors will be there to pray with you. We're going to count to three. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. And let's celebrate. Amen. Come on. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, family. Come on. Let's stand to your feet. If you're responding right now, we're standing all across the room. Amen. 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 
God bless you. Stay standing. Stay standing. Awesome. 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 Stay standing. Please stay standing. Awesome. Stay standing all across the room. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing, please. Come on. Amen. Awesome. Hang out with me for just a couple minutes. I know we got kids to grab, but hang out with me just for a few more moments. We're going to invite all of those that are standing to come and join me to the front of the stage. And we're going to celebrate you, maybe like you've never been celebrated before. So would you come up? Come on down. If you're in the balcony, come forward. Rock Church, let's celebrate their decision. Amen. Come on. Let's give them a hand. Let's celebrate their decision. In Jesus' name, let's celebrate their decision. Amen. God bless you, brother. God bless you, man. God bless you guys. Can I shake your hand? God bless you. Hey, brother. God bless you, man. How you doing, sir? Thank you for your service. Can I shake your hand? How you doing? I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. God bless you. God bless you. Dear brother, amen, amen. God bless you, brother. Once you guys squeeze right here in the middle, would you come squeeze with me? We got a few people coming over. Can I grab you? Can I grab you? Yes. Yes. God bless you, brother. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate our friends. Amen. We're going we're gonna to pray a blessing over our friends. And then in a moment, Pastor Mark is going to come out and, and lead us in a time of, of, uh, of prayer and a couple of announcements for you. But we just want you to know God loves you so much. And once you step into a relationship with Jesus, man, old things have passed away. New things are coming. And so we're going to pray that over you. That you would walk in newness and new life and new power, new authority that comes from Jesus. Would you reach out a hand, family? Just reach out a hand. We're going to pray a blessing on our friends. Lord, we love you, and we are so grateful for our friends. And we pray that you would overwhelm them with your power and overwhelm them with your love. And I pray you would fill them to the fullest measure of who you are, Holy Spirit. Give them a new mind to see as only you see, a new heart to love as only you love. And Lord, we're so grateful that anyone that's in Christ, the old things have passed and new things have come. Salvation has come to this house today. We bless you, we praise you, and we say thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Would y'all come right this way here? Family, let's give him a hand. Hey, God bless you, man. God bless you, brother. Let me get some, guys. Let me get some. God bless you, brother. Yeah, man.
Amen, amen. Feel free to have a seat. Pastor Travis, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today yeah. and sharing God's word. We appreciate it, man. We love you, man. Love you, buddy. Love you, man. Just real quick, before, before we leave, we have our pastoral support team up here that would love to connect with you guys. March 25th, which is Palm Sunday, you know, we have a great opportunity here. With so many people come forward. I know that many of you have, have come forward, and some of you guys even recently. But we have an opportunity for a baptism that we're doing all across the Rock Church, March 25th, which is a Sunday. Every campus is going to be doing, and we're going to be doing here, right here on our campus. So we would love for you to join us that day. It's a great way to, to make a public declaration of your faith, invite your friends and family. And if you're interested, we want you to let us know by texting the word baptism. It's up there on the screen. Baptism to the number 52525. Baptism to the number 52525. It's going to be, we're going to incorporate it in part of our Palm Sunday service. So we'd love for you, if you're interested in partaking, to join us. It's going to be a great, great event. Also, we have the Dowden Prayer series that's going to be coming up. Not the series, but actually the prayer with Pastor Miles is going to be happening midway through March at 6 a.m. It's going to be a Facebook initiative so everybody can join us. So be prepared for that as well. All of this is in your bulletins, just highlighting a couple things. And for me... One of my personal favorite things is we have the marriage getaway coming up. I love that. I love that. Two people love married over there, which is good. Right? I love it because it's a weekend where I buy a lot of cereal and leave my four kids locked up at my house with some frosted flakes and milk, and they'll be fine. Trust me. I tell my wife they'll be fine. But we're going to go to the marriage getaway, start to pour, we pour into our marriage. It's a great time of fellowship, having fun and relaxing. So if you're interested in those things, they're in your bulletins. Otherwise, may God richly bless every one of you. Have a great Sunday, and we'll see you next week. God bless you guys.